Let's go. I'm a bulldog. What's up, everybody? Good evening from uh, Woodstock, Georgia. I'm Jeff Sintel, your intrepid recruiting reporter here for DogNation.com. We've got another, sometimes I, I slip and I want to call it Wednesday Night Live and not just before the hedges, but it's a podcast, it's a live stream, it's on Facebook. Hello, Facebook. How are you doing tonight? It's also on YouTube. Uh, I'm Jeff Sintel. I'll be your master of ceremonies for maybe the next 45 minutes or so. We'll be discussing all things uh, Georgia football recruiting. Uh, you saw the headline. Uh, I think we've got an interesting topic to explore tonight. But uh, first of all, I want to know how everybody's doing. Where are you from? How are you? How are you coping right now with this uh, exhausting time in our country? Uh, I hope that everyone uh, is doing well tonight and is ready to talk a little bit about Georgia football recruiting. Uh, I think a, a headline for tonight certainly explains the conjecture of the show. Uh, but we're going to talk about the last week of Georgia recruiting and why I kind of felt it was so very important. And maybe even a little bit more uh, gangbusters awesome than even uh, a lot of Dog Nation or a lot of folks out there actually really realize I'll articulate that. Uh, we'll also discuss today's a big moving in day for Georgia. I think um, most of the 2020 class that wasn't already enrolled, uh, that didn't enroll on campus during January, uh, the majority of that class will be coming in or came in today. I think uh, Cedric Von Prong Granger was getting in this afternoon. Uh, Kendall Milton and Keely Ringo are coming cross country, so they will be a little bit later. Uh, Darnell Washington is already in, in Athens. He looks like he brought his daughter with him as well. He's also teasing on uh, social media that he plans to wear the number zero for the Georgia Bulldogs. And if he does that uh, because of a new NCAA rule where they're allowing the number zero on the field this fall, uh, he's probably going to be go down. He has to go down as the greatest number zero in Georgia football history simply because he's going to be the only one. Uh, we're going to go over that. We'll have our weekly daily bread. We'll have our top targets. Uh, we will have the commitment board, which adds two names, I believe, or at least one name since our last show last Wednesday. Um, and we'll also have um, definitely our Q&A that we have every week. If you guys want to talk about, uh, discuss juicy rumors and the like, uh, things that are going on in the 2021 or things that just went down in the 2020 recruiting cycle. We can certainly entertain that as well. As always, our show is brought to you by those good folks at Kroger. Kroger continues during these times to be a, an anchor for a lot of families to rely on. You can set up appointment shopping. You can set up appointment um, where you can go in and have your groceries waiting on you. Um, in these uh, busy and trying times, sometimes I know a lot of folks in my neighborhood um, have leaned on Kroger quite a lot, including this household, uh, to solve a lot of uh, domestic um Hurdles, uh, family meal planning, uh, just food runs in general. So I uh, want to thank Kroger for everything that they always continue to do for us. Um, one of the things I want to do is I want to say hi to everybody on Facebook and YouTube. Since YouTube folks, you guys think you get zero love, I want to uh, let you guys have the honors off the tee box tonight. I will. Uh, I will. Um, let me see if I can pull a rabbit out of a hat here. I will, uh, first question I see on YouTube, I will go ahead and answer that. 
Uh, Wally Smith, man, thanks for you, sir. I do appreciate you saying that. Uh, we got some Florida Gators in here. George, good to see you, man. Uh, you look good in that. Um, you look very sporty in that orange sweater. Towen Glover, how are you? Joe Ford, David Williams from Americus, Georgia. Uh, Blake Rogers, uh, Wally Smith, Killamine, Joe Tony, Big CJ, Big CJ, everyday brother. Uh, yeah, it will be interesting, huh? I guess Darnell's going to make that uh, number zero add up to a lot more than that on the field. Uh, Joe Tony, Carolyn Kemp, how are you doing tonight, man? Uh, so cool. YouTube, you have been properly, uh, greeted. Uh, let me see what Facebook has to offer tonight. Uh, what's everybody eating for dinner tonight? I think anybody that's got, uh, awesome meal idea, uh, help a brother, help a sister, help every, all of us out here with, um, maybe something that you guys are eating for dinner, dinner tonight. But as we jump in, Folks, let me let, let me let you. This is just a unique recruiting cycle. What I mean by that is everything's happening differently. It's kind of like you you get the egg before you get the you get the egg before the chicken, chicken before the egg, or probably without getting into too much philosophy there. I think the chicken crosses the road. Um, the chicken is at the other side before it even crosses the road. What do I mean by that? Does that make any sense? Uh, I want to bring up two names uh, and really. Why I think this past week of Georgia recruiting was so special and maybe even more glorious or awesome or, or gangbusters amazing. Let me see if I can toss any more uh, words into the adjective soup there than most might know is, but I'm looking at it this way. First of all, you have uh, Chaz Chambliss and Dylan Fairchild. Uh, if you look at the 24-7 sports composite ratings, you'll see that Chaz Chambliss is the lowest rated four-star in Georgia's class, uh, Georgia has one other three-star in Marlon Dean out of Elbert County. Uh, but folks, let me tell you, um, I think when all said and done, Chas Chambliss might end up being, um, and this is projecting a lot of names into that class as I'm doing this. I don't think there will be any more than five or six names in the uh, 2021 recruiting class that are going to be bigger, more important, more integral to what George is trying to do in order to build a championship roster, a national championship roster. Maybe I could name six names. I don't know if I would name seven. Uh, then what Chaz Chambliss will bring to the University of Georgia. Um, you can put me firmly in the court that I think he will be a linebacker at the University of Georgia. And if it pleases the court, I will show evidence in a future Dog Nation post that shows you what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing in terms of Chaz Chambliss. The other thing with Chaz, if we would have went through the normal cycles of an Under Armour regional, um, we would have seen an opening regional uh, and then perhaps some subsequent camps after that. I think you would have seen the stock for Chaz Chambliss go up considerably. Um, I think he's rated as a nation's number 18 outside linebacker and the number 255 overall prospect. If you ask me, I'm going to compare apples to apples here. I would much rather... Uh, I, I like what Chaz Chambliss has shown on film, and I would compare it to a lot of previous Georgia linebackers, guys like Warren, guys like Walter Grant, um, guys like Robert Beal. Um, simply put, Chaz's film looks a lot better than that. He's got a history of making plays. 
had 16 and a half sacks last year. Um, he's going to end up with close to 350, 360 career tackles for Carrollton, Carrollton High School. It's about 6'3", um, 240 right now. Um, just a well-put-together athlete. He's got a 3.9 uh, great point average. I think he has true linebacker skills. And then you go 525 squat, 365 bench, and 335 power clean, and you add in all that film. Uh, I think he's more his skill set and what he presents on film to me looks a lot more like a number seven, number eight, number five overall linebacker in the country in most years. Just think he's that kind of player. Definitely a top 10 outside linebacker in any class. <clears throat> the second name is Dylan Fairchild, folks. I think we're 24 7 sports. The pure 24 7 sports rating has Dylan Fairchild. I think that's pretty much exactly spot on. I think they have him around the number 40, number 42 player in the country. Uh, I think the Rivals.com rating currently has him as a three-star. ESPN, I don't feel, tracks the recruiting industry as well anymore as those two primary sites, Rivals and 24-7 Sports. But when you're looking at Dylan Fairchild, that's another young man that I feel uh, will end up being one of the top eight, seven, eight players in the class. Uh, one of the better near one of the better near five stars that Georgia will sign in the 2021 cycle. Did you guys get to see the? Uh, this was what we call a really cool moment for uh, Dog Nation. And Brandon Adams and I have always talked about in the five years we've been working together now that we wanted to share a young man's commitment live on our air. And you guys got to see that on Saturday afternoon. We were in Dylan's home when he committed to the University of Georgia. We were, we were live when he uh, tweeted it out, and the first folks that got to see um, everything uh, in terms of how that commitment came to be and his family and that reaction, you guys saw it live on our Dog Nation Facebook and YouTube channels. That was a first for us. Um, undefeated high school wrestler, we talk about that a lot. And uh, when we get to our top targets, you won't see Dylan Fairchild's name on that top targets list anymore. That list right now in terms of the true top targets we feel for the class, uh, even though Georgia will probably add another 14, 15 more names to the class, to the current nine commitments. Um, we think that Dylan Fairchild commitment is going to we're going to look back on that and say he's pretty special. So that was a, that's two big gangbuster commitments for the week. But folks also will, will need to be reminded that Marquise Groves Killebrew also committed. Seems like Georgia had three, four commitments in a span of five days. Uh, Marquise Groves Killebrew, I think, will end up being a top two, top three corner in the 2022 class. He's currently the first cornerback, excuse me, the first commitment for the 2022 class. Georgia also has a future five-star in Trayon Webb, who's now getting offered by the rest of the big boys in the country over the last two weeks. Um, he's a future five-star as well in the 2023 class, but uh, what Georgia was able to add with uh, Fairchild, Chambliss, and then um, those are two top 10 recruits in any type talented class Georgia will sign. And then they added a top five level recruit in any class Georgia will sign in Killebrew. And then the X factor there is JT Daniels, who uh, I guess the quickest and most efficient way and the most succinct way and powerful way I can say this is when it comes to talent over the last three or four seasons, um, you could probably only say that Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields have more ability, potential upside at the quarterback position than Georgia brought in in JT Daniels. That's saying a lot. That's saying it very simply. 
but you're looking at another uh, top five type guy in a class. And you start looking back, uh, very few weeks since I've been doing this, going back to 2015 now, uh, that Georgia has been able to add that type of back-to-back-to-back-to-back talent during a seven-day tier of recruiting. So uh, you guys might not know it. You might not have realized it, but that was a huge, ginormous week for Georgia uh, football recruiting. Um, one thing I want to get to right now is the second part of our opening kind of monologue is, folks, the class that's moving in today. Uh, we, we hinted at that a little, little bit. We talked about Darnell Washington and his number zero, but um, – I think this is a very special, special class to me. It's the best overall class from top to bottom uh, that Kirby Smart and Georgia has signed. Uh, I'm putting it ahead of the 2018 class because I just see more young men. Uh, and I've written about this from time to time on DogNation.com, but I see more young men that I deem to be future team captain types, along with being tremendous football players. Um, you see more young men that have been um, that have really strong mothers and fathers or sometimes sisters and uncles in their lives that have really shaped them into the young men they are today. Uh, and I think it's going to do very special things for the University of Georgia, um, going all the way from Kendall Milton to Mikhail Sherman to Tate Ratledge to Broderick Jones, uh, on and on and on, Jermaine Burton, Marcus Rosamy, uh, Keely Ringo, Jalen Kimber, uh, Jalen Carter. Um, and you can just keep ripping off the names. I mean, when you, you start thinking about a player like Chad Lindbergh or maybe an Arian Smith and, you, and you've been 9, 10, 11, 12 names deep, shows you how special that class is. And most of them are getting started with their Georgia football lives today. If you're looking for a reason to, uh, to celebrate something or to raise a glass to something tonight, that would certainly be it. Um, when you when you you continue to so the next couple of days what the guys are going to do they're going to move in they're going to shop they're going to you know start fi- figure, figuring in what their rooms are going to look like getting their roommates getting their keys I think there will be some COVID testing um, before those guys assimilate into the athletics program uh, everybody will be ready for the first workouts on June the eighth uh, and then that will kind of be the first to me which I wrote today on DogNation.com. To me, it's going to be kind of the first real sign that that a new football season is upon us. That's typically in late May, early June when all the new freshmen show up. Um, Something to think about with this 2021 class, I want to make sure you guys have it front and center and boxed, is we're in the first week of June, guys. And really, Georgia has really only had three weeks of recruiting due to the dead periods, due to the novel coronavirus, um, due to all the other distractions and pains of our life right now. Uh, they've basically only had three full weeks of recruiting. Georgia probably could have had another one, but the, the campus was on spring break and the coaches took some time off as well. Uh, and that was right before the pandemic hit and uh, right around March 11th, 12th, 13th, when our world certainly changed. So to see Georgia with nine commits, uh, eight of those that are primarily that you can call them Georgians uh, and see what Georgia's doing right there with that class, number 13 overall, even though. Uh, The 12 teams above it in the 24-7 sports team composite ratings um, are averaging about 15.8 commits per class. Georgia only has nine. That's the third highest per player average in the country, trailing only Ohio State and Clemson. And for Georgia right now, it's definitely the the quality of the players that they've gotten commitments from right now 
rather than the quantity with places like I think Florida has 17 commitments right now. Uh, and those Tennessee volunteers actually have 24 commitments um, right now as well. So uh, that's the first thing to to kind of kind of wrap your brain around right now, wrap yourselves, wrap your minds around right now in terms of what Georgia is still able to accomplish. And it's definitely different, um, definitely different recruiting cycle uh, for 2021. As always, guys, I, this is Jeff Sintel, dognation.com. It's Wednesday night. We're going to chill. We're going to talk about all things uh, Georgia football recruiting. Um, Joel Moody, I see you, man. You still got James, William in, James Williams in your top group of future dogs. I think you're going to classify him as defensive a DS or a DA. DA would mean defensive stopper or defensive athlete. Um Jacob O'Neill, how are you? Jennifer Caldwell Sperlin, how are you? Lucy Bowers Boykin, uh, how are you? Uh, Andrew Ray, Killian Worthy, James Crump, Thomas Smith, everybody's chilling. Gabriel Morgan wants defensive tackles. Uh, he's thinking about Mason Smith. He's thinking about Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. Those are the defensive tackles I'm sure you would like to hear about. Um and everything else. But, and with that, uh, like I said earlier, I teased it a minute ago. Now it's time for our top targets list with our top targets list. list, There's one man off this list. We dropped it down from 13 to 12 and we begin our top targets with the wide receiver out of Athens Academy. Uh, that would be one Dion Colsey. Uh, he's at number 12 this week. Um, really for me, the wide receiver picture is what it is. There's a lot of guys that Georgia is kind of, they like them. Those guys like Georgia, but I don't think Georgia has all three burners on the grill um, cooking for a lot of those guys yet. I think they're wanting to see, given the immense amount of talent that they brought in for the 2020 recruiting cycle, that they don't have to be um, in a hurry or in a rush at all for what they want to do at receiver. Um, names like Marcus Burke, uh, Jaden Thomas, uh, Isaiah Brevard, uh, Brian Thomas, Chris Hilton. Uh, those seems like, let me include Malcolm, uh, the Jet Johnson out of Virginia, and then also Caleb Johnson out of Texas. Seems like those are a bunch of names right there that you you sit there and you go, well, Georgia's probably going to take at least two receivers in that class. And who is it going to be? Um, the name Romello Brinson out of uh, South Florida has also came up. But for me, I think it's pretty much a wait and see mode. I do feel there's still some conversations going on with Mario Williams as Georgia will try to continue to recruit him well, but I see what's happening with Mario Williams with him being pretty, pretty preset and where he's at with Oklahoma right now and with Oklahoma or LSU likely to add um, Caleb Williams as well. It's just a very interesting uh, look for to expect Georgia without a lot of game film and a lot of huge reps and catches from Pickens and Burton and Rosamie and Blaylock to see Georgia being able to turn his eye compared to what Oklahoma does offensively with its receivers in every season. Um, number 11 is Mason Smith out of Terrebonne High School in Houma, Louisiana. Um, folks, I think Scott Cochran and Cortez Hankton and Trey Scott will have to do some major lifting right there in, in terms of to get him on campus, to get him the chance to see Georgia. And then what happens there will, will go a long way to what Georgia can do with Corey Foreman. I, I do feel Georgia's closest. Georgia is the closest competitor right now to USC when it comes to Corey Foreman. Uh, man, he would just be a special talent. 
um, the type of guy that can uh, immediately change the defensive line room for Georgia. You're talking about a guy that would have Trayvon Walker and uh, Jalen Carter upside and then a little bit more than that. Number nine is Xavier Sori Jr. That young man's out of Florida. I think he's that hybrid linebacker that Georgia could get, the guy that could play inside or outside linebacker. I think I think uh, inside linebacker is the better fit right now for Georgia with Xavier Sori. I think Georgia got in a much better spot uh, with Xavier Sori after uh, the timeline and, the, and things went the way they did with the very talented Barrett Carter out of North Gwinnett High School going to uh, going to Clemson. Um, number eight is Brock Bowers. Folks, last week we saw uh, Maliki Matavao uh, commit to Oregon. And then uh, Matavao actually said that uh, his second team, uh, the number two school, was actually Penn State. That leads me to believe that Georgia is very much all in on Brock Bowers as its guy. Uh, Brock Bowers told me a couple weeks ago that – he was really starting to vibe and mesh and gel with um, with Chas Chambliss and Dylan Fairchild. Very ironic how both the next two commitments to the University of Georgia after I conducted that conversation with Brock Bowers was Dylan Fairchild and Chas Chambliss. Uh, that is all the foreshadowing I will need to add on that name. Uh, Terrence Ferguson out of Peach County, Fort Valley. Uh, the recent twi- tweet I thought was interesting where Georgia devised a Peach County pipeline tweet uh, with Karis Jackson uh, involving Terrence Ferguson. Uh, number six on our list is Dallas Turner. That is the mega pass rusher out of St. Thomas Aquinas uh, in, in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, he moved to St. Thomas Aquinas from American Heritage. Number five, uh, I would expect him to commit uh, I don't know if there's a certain timeline to get everybody really gassed up about it, but that's Schmile Munden Jr. out of Paulding County High School. What I'm told right now, and that's very much subject to change, is there is no uh, immediate uh, commitment uh, thought or plan being put together uh, for Schmile Munden Jr. out of Paulding County. Everybody knows he sent that tweet out where um, Schmile Munden said that he needed he was going to leave the month of June open to make his decision. Uh, number four is Donovan Edwards Jr. And if I probably had to, hold, if you had to hold my feet to the fire on this week's top targets, I would have probably moved Schmal Munden up one and Donovan Edwards down one. Um, Donovan is continuing to speak to the University of Georgia each and every week. Um, Amarius Mims, uh, Big Mims, um, is certainly uh, who we deem him to be. Um, Six foot seven and a half. It seems like some of the folks on, uh, I think, the South Florida dog or SoFlo dog that's on our Dog Nation forum, uh, he likes to come up with the, the quick phrasing that he feels that Amarius was created in a lab. Uh, Blakely County, Cochran, Georgia, those guys are just starting ready to gear up their practices as well. The state of Alabama was able to conduct their uh, first acclimation workouts uh, this week. It's been very interesting. The workouts have been held outside. Uh, on the track and a lot of cases on the rubber tracks, uh, groups of 20, um, at the most, uh, on the field at one time, but those groups of 20 have been separated into groups of seven, including one coach. Everybody's trying to be very spaced out as well. Number two is the aforementioned James Williams out of American heritage. If I had a vote for the best player in the class, if I was picking the, the class, the way I would pick an NFL draft, 
Um, and I wouldn't think about the long-term position of quarterback, but just simply the guy that could help me right now. I'd probably get James Williams because I think he will be a matchup solver um, for what the most creative offensive minds in college football have to offer. And then number one again for another week. Um, could We might see some change over the next couple weeks regarding the top three or four names on this list. But uh, Tony Grimes Jr., he recently released his top four. Georgia uh, made the top four for the young man out of Princess Anne. Here a lot of uh, North Carolina and Georgia uh, in his decision right there. He still needs to take a look at Ohio State as well. But um, Tony Grimes is definitely a name that is a hot topic right now in the recruiting world. And that's not just because of uh, the uh, recent uh, top four he uh, put out. All right, guys. You've been top targeted. We've talked about how wonderful that uh, early, this, that last week of, of that I feel will eventually be for Georgia uh, football recruiting. I look at Dylan Fairchild and Chaz Chambliss as both near five-star talents, integral pieces of what Georgia wants to do for the future of uh, its football program. And then you add in JT Daniels and Marquise Groves, Killebrew, and that was quite a week for Kirby Smart. And uh, those black belt recruiters, black belt, black belt ninja recruiters that I like to call them on the Georgia football staff. Uh, and with that, uh, who wants to hear another special message? Who wants to hear that syrupy, those golden tones of Brandon Adams as a five star uh, commercial spokesman? You want to hear it again, right? You want to hear it again. You want to hear another message, uh, our message kind of in the halftime of our show uh, from Kroger. Uh, sure you do. Let's take a moment and let's hear from Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, guys, welcome back. Does that make you guys a little bit hungry? I bet it does. Uh, Randy Hall, that's a funny, funny line right there. Uh, Brandon Adams, the voices of Brandon Adams brought to you by Kroger. Uh, you guys have a couple of questions. Uh, Graham Nicholson, I think the number right now is 23 because you got to count Jared Zirkle and you also have to count. Trey McKitty at the minimum from the 2020 uh, class uh, for the 2021 recruiting cycle. Um, I think that number is uh, 23, 24. That's what it sounds like to me at this time. Uh, Graham, hope, hopefully that uh, answers your question. Uh, Andrew Ray is getting hungry. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Philip Jordan Wells is thinking about syrup. Uh, Randy Hall. Uh, Raphael Shaw. I like what you're saying here, sir. Hello, Dog Nation. Love each and every one of you. Uh, Philip Jordan Wells with a do what you like. Humpty Hump 1990 reference. Uh, Drew Roman, how are you? Uh, Tom Lavelle, Drew Roman Williams. Uh, James Crump says, uh, <laughs> James Crump is a, uh, does not want anybody to miss on Edwards. Guys, uh, we got to do one more thing. Let's take a look at the commitment board. It has grown to nine 
I uh, picked up two names of late over the last uh, seven to ten days. Let's take a look at that right now. We all know who leads the board. That would be Brock Vandegrift. His ratings, what we're trying to do to keep them. Uh, if you'll notice on this on this um, slate we like to put up, uh, I give you the updated recruiting rankings if that guy's ebb and flow or fall a little bit. Um, Brock Vandegrift has stayed mostly the same. Uh, he is uh, he's a guy that number two pro-style quarterback, number 12 overall, certainly will add to a loaded uh, quarterback room when uh, he arrives and JT Daniels is there as well. Um, next up is uh, four-star Micah Morris. He is uh, stayed, stayed the same. He is out of Kingsland, Kingsland Georgia. Uh, Micah is the guy that has a 450-pound bench press and a 4.95 uh, grade point average. Uh, next on the list is David Daniel out of Woodstock, Georgia. Shout out to Woodstock. That's my hometown right there. Nation's number four athlete, num- number 78 overall prospect. Uh, you start going through the list right now, and Georgia uh, continues to have a very heavy class. Um, Lavassier Carroll, IMG Academy. Uh, stayed the same, number seven running back, number 117 overall prospect. Uh, then you slide in uh, the number five overall rated recruit right now is Dylan Fairchild. And uh, number seven offensive guard, number 135 overall. Folks, um, and that's where it, with a criminal, what I feel is a serious case of underrated right there with Dylan Fairchild. Um, Dylan is rated as the nation's number two uh, offensive guard and the number 42 overall prospect with his pure uh, 24/7 sports rating. Um, right now, if you if, if if the guys that are currently committed, I would probably put Fairchild right there with Morris in terms of their overall uh, present and future. Uh, next up is Jonathan Jefferson. He he's another guy that if you look at if he'd have gotten a chance to be seen and evaluated more uh, over the last three months, he would have uh, seen his ratings fluctuate because largely, folks, he's rated there as a defensive end when he's now 270 pounds and will be a defensive tackle for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, the thing to know there about Jonathan Jefferson is he's come, he comes from a very, very impressive uh, lineage of, of championship athletes. His father actually fought Vitaly Klitschko for the world heavyweight. I think it was for the WBO heavyweight boxing title. Uh, his dad was a tremendous boxer. Uh, going on, Elijah Judy out of uh, Northeast in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, folks, that number continues to grow. 6'3", 244. I spoke to Judy and his family this week, and he's actually about 253, 254, um, getting really leaned up, getting really cut up. But Elijah Judy is a weak side defensive end with that size. Very twitchy player who can play the run and can also uh, operate out in space. Uh, Chaz Chambliss out of Carrollton, Georgia, 6'3", 240. Folks, wait do you see that video. I'm going to show you pretty soon on Dog Nation. Um, you get a chance to see what Jazz Chambliss is all about. And then rounding out the list is Marlon Dean out of Elbert County. Guys, uh, questions. Um, let me know what you got going on. Uh, let you let me know what you want to know about, learn about. You got anything going through your mind right now regarding Georgia football recruiting? Uh, we'll do my very best to answer it. And I bet if I had to guess that there is some uh, nice uh, Georgia, Florida, civil discourse and banter going on right now on YouTube. Uh, no Sheldon 500 says uh, James William and Shmile Munden are 
his two locks. Opdog wants to know, uh, does Georgia realistically have a shot at Corey Foreman? Yeah, Georgia really does. Just wait and see what happens uh, with his official visit and how he uh, gets a chance to get check out the University of Georgia. Once the visit uh, window opens back up, reminder, folks, I've said this a couple times on the program that Corey Foreman himself has even said he almost committed to Georgia last summer when he was taking a really good look at Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson back-to-back. Ace Dog probably uh, sums up the way most I would feel on this feed feel. Uh, Ace Dog says that uh, uh, Mason Smith and Corey Foreman would be great. Those are kind of the wish list guys. But the two must-haves are Smile Munden and Tony Grimes. Probably would throw Williams and uh, Marius Mims in there as well. Uh, yeah, Rodney Hewitt has a comment about James Williams. Seems Georgia's been the only school that's been able to get Williams on campus. Um, let me see what's going on with Facebook. How's Facebook doing uh, tonight? Uh, James Priester, I don't think that Chambliss ends the year as a five-star, but I think he's going to deservedly be somewhere in the 70 to 100 range. It's just really – he's a guy that um, you see him on film, and that's when he's becoming and he's at his best. But I've seen him a couple times over the last couple of weeks working out, working out with DBs, uh, working on his feet, his lateral movement, his agility, his ball skills, and his quickness. And um, he's a thumper. He is a dynamite football player, uh, an aggressor, a punisher that's trying to get his himself dialed in with the throw game, the vertical game, uh, to also deal with some of that ballet and play in space, playing coverage, dropping coverage a little bit more. Uh, folks, when I hear really smart people uh, break down what they think, uh, Chaz Chambliss, and really strong very well-reasoned football men break down what they think Chas Chambliss can eventually be. I think the names, um, you hear some Derek Brooks, you hear some Brian Urlacher, you hear some Luke Keekley undertones to what he's capable of doing, especially how he wants to work and get better. Uh, those are qualities that um, he will maximize every time he gets on the practice field and every time he gets in the weight room. Uh, Chaz Chambliss is the type of kid, guys, that will work out in the morning from 9 to 12 uh, on leg day. And, and he'll do it in his home gym that he's rebuilt and kind of handymaned itself together. Then he will get in the car and drive from Carrollton to Atlanta, maybe College Park, that type of area, and then run around and try to cover and, and cover and do DB drills with Kids that probably weigh 180, 190 at the most. Uh, and uh, Chas Chambliss will look very good doing that while working a leg day for three hours as well. When his legs are dead and you still see him move around and pop around and bounce around. Uh, Randy Hall wants to know another running back Georgia's recruiting rather than uh, Donovan Edwards. They got Lavasier Carroll already in the fold. Uh, Lavasier Carroll might eventually drift to becoming an athlete in this class. He's so talented. Uh, could play some. Could play. I mean, a variety of positions for Georgia. Uh, but then uh, the other name I would say out of Texas would be L.J. Johnson, along with Donovan Edwards, uh, Chaz, uh, Dan, Juan. I'm telling you, brother. Uh, free country. Take your opinions. Believe them. 
but I think Chas Chambliss and Nate McBride are two totally different players. Ah, Philip Jordan Wells, the man you made me smile. You and you and Joel having some fun. Uh, Scott Moxon, three star from Bud Kilmer's Texas Powerhouse Program, seen as a heavy UGA lean. Uh, is it going to be a package deal with Mrs. Davis? Is that the name, Mrs. Davis? Uh, did you see that uh, Instagram post uh, about a whipped cream uh, bikini? Does everybody know what I'm talking about there? Uh, one of my favorite lines that I use uh, sometimes with some colleagues on the recruiting trail is when things uh, are, don't go the way they're supposed to be with these 17, 18, 19-year-old sometime boys on the recruiting trail, uh, Philip and Joel, I like to use the phrase, uh, things change, Mox, uh, to describe the undescribable, to explain the unexplainable. Uh, sometimes, you know, I used to say when I was coming up as a lad that, when things didn't make sense, I'll just say, you'll have that. Uh, when uh, things don't make sense in recruiting, I, I like to say things change, Mox. Uh, let me see if I can get some more of your, your good questions and comments here. Um, Brian Marcoulier says, with regard to Tony Grimes, he feels like UNC might have a major advantage because his main recruiter is Dre Bly. He did grow up in the Hampton Roads era, area, went to UNC and then the NFL. Sounds like a major advantage. How can Georgia overcome these obstacles? Yeah, that's – and the thing is, is Georgia really didn't get in really tight with Tony Grimes until January, really. I, I remember talking to him at the Future 50 in Orlando, and uh, thank you for your question, Brian. But uh, Tony told me that um, he kind of felt that Georgia was top 12, top 13, and he was going to take a visit and it needed to go great. Um, for Georgia to stay in the running. And it went splendidly well. Georgia went from a fringe school in his recruitment and it went all the way to a school that had already earned an official visit. Um, Texas A&M has been there with Tony Grimes for a long time, uh, been recruiting him hard and heavy, and they were one of the first ones to prioritize him. Uh, but then uh, North Carolina was there, and there's the proven pattern. Dre Blyde did the dream coming from the 757 to North Carolina, uh, to the NFL, now in coaching. Uh, and now he's got a chance to be a strong mentor for Tony Grimes as well. I think the way that Georgia overcomes that and gets uh, and finds its own advantage in that recruiting is they simply need to get him on campus. They need to get him around uh, Keely Ringo. They need to get him uh, basically reconfirming all those good vibes he had at Georgia from way back in late January. And I think Georgia um, could – could uh, still get the chance to do that. Um, Tony Grimes could cause a lot of headlines over the next couple of weeks. Charles Winslet, how are you doing tonight, sir? Uh, Chandler V. Johnson, man, I think the number right now, uh, barring attrition, is uh, I think it's 89. And that 89 is not counting uh, uh, Jared Zirkle as a blue shirt. So it'll be very interesting to see the traction. One of the casualties, I guess, of not having spring practice is it didn't give a lot of those guys the chance. 
that were maybe thinking about the transfer portal to get a chance to see where they rated after their second or third spring to see if some of the young guys had passed them by and to see they were fitting in on reps in the depth chart um, where they could kind of figure out that if they wanted to keep playing. Uh, the portal was something that they should consider. Um Mark Brantley knows all about uh, – we got some people laughing about the uh, the whipped cream on the Sunday. Uh, yeah, John William Adams. I spoke to his father recently. You got to see that uh, JT Daniels reaction on Dog Nation. It's about 6'3", a little over 200 pounds now. Uh, definitely uh, keeping in shape. Sernard Watson, how are you, man? Hope everything's great. Uh, Tom Lavelle, I think I answered that question about guys being over. Uh, Chris Slim White has a question. Out of the top five, if Georgia uh, – he basically, Chris, and good question, man. He wants to know what I think are – and I try not to do odds here, but I think the toughest pull in the top five uh, for Georgia – I think the toughest pull is probably going to be Donovan Edwards. That's who I would say that I think is the toughest pull there. But those guys are all going to be tough pulls because otherwise they wouldn't be uh, in the top five of a top targets list. Uh, you remember a couple of weeks back on this program, we talked about how uh, uh, Alabama is going to be huge for uh, huge in the way for Georgia with uh, Amarius Mims. And then you also have North Carolina and Tony Grimes, uh, James Williams and Georgia. Uh, he still probably wants to check out Alabama as well. Uh, there's a name that, uh, you know, Dallas Turner's right there in that mix as well. Shmuel Munden Jr. I largely think that's Georgia and Auburn there for, for that uh, decision. All right, guys. Uh, hey, folks, I just want to say uh, thank you for joining me on another Before the Hedges. It looks like the time is right at 7 o'clock. I uh, hope everybody's enjoyed the program. hope I was able to get a lot of your questions answered. I um, wanted to make sure, guys, this is the time where you can throw those um, emojis or those memes together, those, 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 those gifts where, you know, it's happening. You see the players, the boys. I think it'll be a day or so, might even be tonight when that um, tweet comes out of all the boys moving in. They've got their – they're going into their dorms. They're getting their keys. They're glad-handing with their position coaches. Um, that is a good sign that things are coming uh, coming full circle and another season is upon us in Athens. I want you guys to know, make sure if you miss the top of the show, folks, that was a huge recruiting week for Georgia that they just authored. JT Daniels, Marquise Groves, Killebrew. Uh, those are both five-star prospects in every right. And with what Georgia was able to add with Dylan Fairchild and um, Dylan Fairchild and uh, Chas Chambliss over the last seven to 10 days was also pretty, pretty stinking good too. Uh, the number one target I was told that uh, Fairchild was asked to go after for the University of Georgia uh, was Brock Bowers. It would be very interesting to see. Uh, Brock Bowers told us very recently, y'all folks, that uh, he still wanted to take a couple visits before he makes his decision. Um, and uh, you know what? Um, I guess I can share this. You know, you guys, let me, let me do something really nice. Stephen Carr, I feel you. Uh, kind of hinting at it, and I want to uh, share that with you. There is the very real chance, and everybody was kind of getting, oh, man, Jeff's dropping something like 
Empire Strikes Back at the end of Before the Edges. Well, it's what I'm doing. Um, I've been able to confirm uh, there's the chance and the wonder that uh, Tony Grimes might. There's concern that there might not be a high school football season for him in Virginia Beach or at least a full uh, season in Virginia Beach. And I'm told by his father, Dion Glover, that there is a strong possibility that Tony Grimes would seek to reclassify for the 2020 season. Um, that would be graduate over the summer and be eligible to report uh, to the school of his choice, one of those schools in his top four uh, this fall. So uh, definitely a very real possibility when I was hinting about Tony Grimes and you know what might happen there. Uh, wow. The reason why he might not stay at number one on the uh, top targets board would mean that he would become a 2020 prospect. He would reclassify very, very much like uh, JT Daniels did when he uh, bypassed his senior year of varsity football in order to join a major division one big boy FBS power five program early. That's exactly what Jonathan Tyler Daniels, JT Daniels did um, with the 2018 season at Southern Cal. So, there you go, folks. You wanted to hear you want to hear a little juice at the tail end of your uh, your before the hedges program. Maybe that will go down with your dinner. Uh, Jarvis Hanna, hope you're hung around to see that. Uh, Joel Moody calling out a uh, calling out a uh, Ferguson commitment. That's what he would like to see. He's speaking that out into the universe, and I know everybody's going to start wondering about what would happen with. Uh, what kind of Georgia's chances would be if Tony Grimes becomes a 2020 prospect, um, you know, it'd be much harder for Tony Grimes to crack the two deep this year at the university of Georgia um, with guys like Tyson Campbell and Keely Ringo and uh, much to say Eric, Eric Stokes jr. And also uh, Tyson Campbell, Eric Stokes jr. And DJ Daniel folks, if you didn't catch a program recently, I like DJ Daniel at cornerback as much as I like Eric Stokes Jr. at quarterback, cornerback for the Bulldogs as well for the 2020 season. And I think eventually the NFL scouts might feel that way as well. Do think both of those young men are future first, second round picks. Uh, guys, uh, YouTube, glad you guys were able to be nice and play civil. Uh, Lord knows our country needs that around this time of year. Uh, hope everybody has themselves a great and safe week. I hope our country continues to make the right steps necessary uh, with a lot of the challenges that are facing our nation right now. And I wish each and every one of you guys a great night. And we'll see you again on the pages of DogNation.com. Hope you guys have yourself a good one. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who I'm picking? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. 